And that's what I decided. I'm going to murder my mother. But I didn't feel that I had to uh, face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm the king, man. I decide who's does what and where they do it at. So next time you see me, <laughs> I will kill you. Okay. As ever. My shoulders hurt because I'm sitting slumped over. So where are we on the shirt plan? Because I'm the only one not wearing a shirt, and is that how it's going to stay? Yeah, it's going to be that way. Okay, well now I kind of feel like I should put a shirt on. Yeah, Meredith's not taking her shirt off, and I really don't feel like taking my shirt off. Well, I didn't ask Meredith to take her shirt off because that's assault. Well, it's not. I mean, it's, it's, it's go to Dallas, man. Or Austin. It's perfectly legal for you. Like, women, it's not illegal to walk around. Well, I hate Austin and don't ever want to go there, so. Well, I'm not saying go to Austin, but yeah, uh... Free the nipples like a thing, and I don't like craft beer. Growing like up beer. close to it, I guess I'm and okay. I don't like, like it, if a chick wanted to walk down the street with no shirt on, I don't give a fuck. Like I don't think she should be hit on because of it. Right, I agree. Thing. We stand with you guys. Free the nipples. I'm not I wearing a shirt. See, you can hear me slap my chest. Yeah, no, no, we definitely see it. Yeah, my nipples right, hurt now. I slapped them. Can you guys see my chest here? I only have a little bit. I'm not very hairy. You're not. No, I'm not. I'm oh, like those... I'm like a baby seal. I'm smooth. Yeah, no one cares how hairy you are. You know your mic right. is unmuted so we can hear all your crinkling and crackling. That's Johnny smoking crack, by the way. And no one can dispute me because they can't see <laughs> you, and I can. That's that's my tinfoil. That's the sound of crack, <laughs> if you guys didn't know. <laughs> All right, guys, and welcome hey, to the man. show. Uh, this is The Chilling Truth. I am Corey, and I'm looking at Johnny and looking at Meredith. And Meredith is having a tough time, but she's here with us, and that's good, and we appreciate her sacrifice. Meredith, you're not saying anything. Yeah, wh what? what's wrong with you, Meredith? She doesn't feel what's good. She's sick. You? And I'm spacing out, but I'm She does it for the fans. <laughs> yeah, welcome to my life. <laughs> she does it for the fans. Um, yeah, so yeah, Meredith's not feeling well. She's uh, she's under medication, so she sounds a little loopy or irritated with uh, our antics today, and that's why. There's my trademark Dr. Pepper cracking. Sponsor us yeah, already, so goddammit. What are we talking about today, Corey? I don't know, man. You did this research. I have read nothing. I lied to you the other day and said that I read it, but I haven't read any of it. I have no time. I haven't read anything either. I'm, I'm just, just kidding. We're talking about the DC... That I'm supposed to read things. We're talking about the DC snipers today. Because okay. there is that right, well, this episode, thought that... <laughs> yeah. Johnny, this is my job. Shut up. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. It's uh, all oh, you, oh, dude. Oh, we're still in the intro. No, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this episode covers the killing spree that it's left 10 people mess. dead and three injured in this, uh, the sniper-style shootings in the DC area. However, they may have been, uh, there have been uh, much more, like there were, let me reread that, because. Yeah, you're struggling. It's a lot of pressure, I know. Yeah, it's a lot of red. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of red? What is in black? Uh, well, no, I've, I've got a lot of red stuff going on over here, and it's throwing me off color-wise. All right. <laughs> so yeah, this episode covers the killing spree that left 10 people dead and three injured in, a, uh, in the sniper-style shootings in the D.C. area. However, there may have been a slew of innocent victims across multiple states, who sat in the crosshairs of death during this chaotic rampage 17 years ago. I was surprised, uh, honestly, at how recent it was. I thought it was in, like, the 80s or something, but no, it was no, in I 2000s. I remember, 
I don't remember it as clearly as like nine eleven or something, but I, which is weird because it happened after nine eleven. Yeah, uh, well, nine eleven was like a, a, definitely a bigger deal. I think DC snipers well, didn't start I, a war. I, yeah, I guess so. More deaths, and it was, but it's chaotic as this one was. It's surprising that people tend to. Well, it was contained, it. right? It all happened there, so. It, it was contained because the the shooter decided to contain it. Oh yeah, no, I mean it, yeah, yeah. So, but okay, because. It being a year after 9-11, there is an Al-Qaeda theory. And uh, so there were uh, basically beliefs that the killings occurred just so they were a year after the 9-11 attacks, which claimed the lives of almost 3,000 people. If you want to hear more about 9-11, go listen to our 9-11 episode uh, back a few a few months ago. Right. I yell a whole and it was lot. Such, it was such an understandable uh, that residents of the D.C. area would assume that these attacks were being undertaken by members of al-Qaeda. Uh, the front page of the Washington Post at the time even read, quote, snipers and al-Qaeda. <laughs> it's like they just, they just make shit up and they're like, we could print this, right? No one said yeah, no. Yeah, this, this is going <laughs> to – hey, we're just trying to sell papers here. But, I mean, everything was al-Qaeda at, right after 9-11. I mean, there were people getting beaten up wearing oh, yeah, turbans. We didn't know it's, not even, it's not even the same religion. Oh, yeah. if, I mean, if you heard a car backfire, you know, you're, you turn around real quick. You're like, fuck. Yeah, God. you're like, fucking America! And you pull out your gun and shoot everybody from the trunk of your car. <laughs> right. But uh, making matters worse, there had also been an anthrax scare during which five people had lost their lives and 17 had been infected. People, therefore, faced the possibility that a team of terrorists were hunting them down. Uh, anthrax. Uh, in the D.C. area, which is, I mean, it's a stretch, but people were just paranoid. They on were paranoid. high alert. Yeah, everybody's a suspect right now, so... But, I mean, I'm going to say this. This time of life, like 2002, anthrax, and all this going on in the other, in the rest of the world, my life was going great. I was in, like, fourth, fifth grade, and I was having a good time. I was, what? I was coming home from school, watching Full House. I was living <laughs> my life, in dude. in high school, dude. I was still a baby. Yeah, I mean, I was <laughs> having... I was living the good life. I couldn't even walk I was yet. having I was a great trying to time. figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Yeah, well, I was watching Full House and SpongeBob and eating macaroni, so typical white I mean, boy life. I was life. still eating. You were still doing the same things I was doing. SpongeBob. You were just older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, don't get me wrong. There's but, no difference. So, yeah, so the law enforcement eventually noticed a, a traffic pattern between shootings, and developed a series of roadblocks throughout the city in hopes that shooters, the shooter or shooters, because we didn't know who it was at the time, would trap themselves essentially. However, they were a step ahead of law enforcement every time and managed to escape after each shooting. But yeah, they, they had basically made these small circles throughout the DC area to kind of, uh, like box them in. Yeah, basically they, they, they wanted didn't... them to. Yeah. But yeah, it just, it didn't, it, 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 to no avail, uh, the shooter, kept doing his thing but at this point too her, they don't thing. they there it's kind of at the point in the investigation where i mean every investigation into like any type of mass killing mass you know anything like multiple deaths happening at different times at this point they have to just wait for another victim and that's what like sucks about it is like you can't just track the dude down you got to wait for something else to happen get more clues and shit like that right. But he was a cop, wasn't he? He was like retired, or he was ex law enforcement, or something. No, I don't think. I don't think he was so. ex military, was wasn't he? Uh, maybe in a different country, but I'm pretty sure he was a refugee. Oh, fucking refugees coming over here, fucking killing well, people. Well, I wouldn't say that. I don't want to go that far. Let's no, I'm just kidding. That. I'm just but, joking. I'm just making a 
typical American but, argument. Yeah, he um, no, he definitely. I think he ended up over here. Fuck, man, and that's one thing I didn't include on the fucking research. Well, we'll just bring it up later. It's I'm, all good. Well, I mainly just covered, you know, just the events, really. The meat and potatoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, there's there there's quite a few, and uh, I mean, I think you're about to get into them, but yeah, uh, there's they were they were racking up quite a uh, quite a kill uh, spree, uh, like a rap sheet, yeah, track record. Yeah, we'll call it that. So they they have to wait for another victim, like I said. So at the, then now we're gonna get into like the timeline of what was all happening. So we're gonna start with October second, two thousand two. Uh, there was a shot fired through a window at a Michael's craft store in Aspen Hill, uh, in Maryland, but no one got hit. Which uh, I can I can back this one because I fucking hate going to Michael's. So good on the dude for hey. shooting this place. Like it Michael. smells bad. It smells like fake flowers you and glue. No, it's, it's not. A, it's not about the content at Michael's. It's yeah. It's, it's the, the atmosphere the of Michael's. Like it's dirty. Like, I love REI, but I don't like dealing with the emotional breakdown that is yeah. my financial struggle. While I'm oh, there, dude, so I love going to REI, but I can't <laughs> buy anything. You know how many yeah, mountain yeah. bikes I've sat on that I can't afford? All of them. Every one of them. Right. What is REI? It's an outdoor store. It's oh. it's a guy <laughs> thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> oh, definitely not. That's sexist. But, yeah, yeah. Why do you guys understand that yeah, I no, am they, they sell everything from kayaks to, like, uh, you know, climbing gear, ropes. Uh, a lot of shoes, backpacks. Like a lot of cool backpacks. Out, out, yeah, it's, it's all things outdoor. You can get it at REI. And thank you to our cool. sponsor of this episode, REI. No, I'm going to kill it right now, because if you go in there, you got to buy, like, REI ex- shit is pretty pricey. So. Oh, dude, because it's all Patagonia, or Fuck it's all shit. North Face. If, if, if I'm going to give a plug, it's backcountryoutlet.com. Go check that shit out. That's where you get your fucking shit for That's a plug like, for me. Backcom. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I'm going to look that up. So there it's like L.L. Bean? Uh, L.L. Bean's nice. I mean, because you can buy other brands on L.L. Bean, just like REI. You can go to REI and buy, like, a North Face jacket. Like, but REI is, like, the big one. Jacket. It's, like, the Nike of outdoor stuff. So, so it's like uh, a co-op company. Yeah. I think it's called REI Co-op, actually. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, so on that uh, first shooting, I didn't get to this part, but there was uh, not linked by any ballistic evidence, probably because it's the first one, I would assume. There's nothing to link it to. Did you have a, a struggle right there on what to do with your hands? Because you had two things in your hands, and you looked super confused at what one to do. Was, <laughs> You're like, wait I, a minute. I was, I was stretching. <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> oh, okay. So again, October 2nd. This is the same day, so he I guess he's mad he didn't get the first one. So this is the first killing of 55-year-old James D. Martin, and he was a program analyst for the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. That is a hell of a job title. Uh, he probably sits at a fucking computer all day. Uh, but he was shot in the parking lot of Shopper's Food Warehouse in Wheaton, Meredith. Again, Mer- <laughs> Wheaton, Meredith, my <laughs> Did I'm looking Meredith? at Meredith, so I said Meredith. Wheaton, <laughs> Maryland, sorry. Uh, but again, no, it's not linked by any ballistic evidence. Uh, October 3rd, again, police are called to a crime scene to find James L. Buchanan, a 39-year-old landscaper who has been fatally shot while mowing a lawn at a commercial establishment near Rockville, Maryland. So he kills someone October 2nd, and then the very next day, he kills three people, four people. Yeah, four people. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, five. no, he kills five people in one day. He kills five. There's five names here. We can't say he, man. We don't know who it is right now. Okay, 
It killed five people. It killed in one day. Allegedly, this person. I'm gonna say he because everyone has heard of the DC sniper. So October second, he kills someone, and the very next day, he kills multiple people. So. Police are called to a crime scene to find James L. Buchanan, who was a 39-year-old landscaper, was fatally shot while mowing a lawn at a commercial establishment near Rockville, Maryland. Same day, Prem Kumar Walikar, 54, a cab driver, is killed while pumping gas into his taxi at a station near Aspen Hill area of Montgomery County, Maryland. Now, this is all happening on the same day. So, October 3rd, still October 3rd, Sarah Ramos, 34, of Silver Spring, Maryland, is killed at a post office near Leisure Wood, or Leisure World Shopping Center. Uh, a witness did report seeing a white van or truck speed from the post office parking lot immediately after the shooting, which no shit, because there's shooting going on. Of course I'm going to speed away. Why would I? I'm going to drive yeah, there's calmly. There's a lot of vehicles speeding away right now, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I definitely <laughs> right. for sure saw a white van. No, it was probably him driving fast with everyone else. Uh, Dude, I can step outside and see fucking a dozen white vans. <laughs> right, yeah. They just park outside my house, and it's weird. <laughs> they have big antennas on them, and there's a lot of guys yeah. in suits. It's really strange. I don't know. Maybe they're my neighbors. They must have just moved in. I don't in. think that was this van, though. This van was just a regular box van that they were reporting. Yeah, probably had windows, which is dead giveaway, not a creepy van. If it has windows, nothing creepy's going on in that van. I mean, I wouldn't say that. Well, I would. So, October Maybe. 3rd. Again, Lori Ann Lewis Rivera, 25, of Silver Spring, is shot dead at a Shell gas station in Kensington where she was vacuuming her van. And then the last death to happen on October 3rd in uh, the only killing in Washington uh, at the first uh, and the first one to occur at night, Pascal Charlot, 27, is shot in the chest as he walks along Georgia Avenue. He's taken to the hospital where he unfortunately died less than an hour later. Um, so yeah, this I dude don't killed... What's up? Yeah, no, I don't have it in here, but I'm thinking the guy that was, like, housing him and the boy before their, like, training, like, that was in the Northwest area. I think that's where that... Oh, okay, yeah, I yeah. Think that's why, I think that's why they, they were over there, because, yeah, they had more ties to D.C., I believe, because of his old lady, and we'll get into it, but I think he also, was... Also, you said was, 27, Yeah, there was a guy in the Northwest that he was friends with. I mean, it was like a like a fellow refugee or whatever the fuck. I could be wrong, but he was housing him for a bit. And he's one that gave plenty of testimony after the fact. It was like, yeah, uh, things were fucking odd. Yeah, of course, because this dude's a psychopath. So, but, I mean, yeah. he had to have had some type of training. I mean, maybe not here in our country, but he there's it's very hard no, to hit a moving target. No, that's what they did in the Northwest. No, like, oh, they, they trained. Like, they were going to target practice, and, like, yeah, there was – Definitely practice going on. There was training that right. they, were, they were conducting before he left the... Uh, I've shot boat. dozens of guns of various sizes while in the military, and it is very, very hard to shoot a moving target. Especially if you're laying... We're not going to get into how he was doing it just yet, because I don't want to spoil it, but the way he was doing it, it would have been very difficult to uh, have pulled this off without some type of very strict training regimen. So, yeah, but that's why the targets were what they were, too. I mean, they were they were people just like standing in one spot in parking. Yeah, lots well, I mean, I mean, town. Pascal Pascal Charlot, he was tw he was shot walking along Georgia Avenue, but he was seventy two, so maybe he was moving kind of slow. Yeah, I would all right, assume. that's fair. I'll 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 go. I'll I'll believe that. So the very next day, October fourth, two thousand two, in Fredericksburg, Virginia, Caroline Sewell, who is forty three, is shot as she puts her bags inside her Toyota minivan. 
She's released from Fairfax Hospital on Monday, October 14th. So she lived, which is good. So fuck this dude who right. couldn't, who didn't, you know, he didn't get her, which is good. Um, on the morning of October 4th, a stay-at-home mother of two was discussing the sniper shootings over breakfast with her husband. Hours later, she became a victim as she loaded a newly purchased scarecrow and a wreath into her minivan at a shopping center in Fredericksburg, Virginia. What's this dude hatred with crafts? Why does he have such a deep hatred well, for crafts? He shot up a Michaels. Well, it's crafts I, I think we'll and get to cars. That. Yeah. Now she's decorating, no, get... and he's mad about it. Well, there's a there's a theory yeah. that we'll get to down the road that about kind crafts? of makes sense to why. Well, no, about crafts? no, not the crafts, but like the uh, the overall victim identification. Of like, yeah, the, the, the yeah the people being picked out basically. Yeah. Okay. Well, while lying on the pavement, Caroline prayed that she could live for her two children. That makes me really yeah, sad. Yeah, that's kind of a huge bummer. Um, the bullet that tore through her body, it hit her liver, lungs, and diaphragm. It cracked multiple ribs before exiting. She spent four days in the hospital with a chest tube to help her breathe. Another half inch to the left, and the bullet would have come close to her heart or a major artery, which would have been detrimental. <laughs> the other two to survive were Jeffrey Hopper and Iron Brown. Yeah, and we'll get to them, and Iron Brown is the next one that you'll say, uh, Corey, but that was an interesting one as well, just because it was... It was different. Uh, you, you're trying to find a pattern in these killings, or and these he's spreading shootings. it all over. But, but then some exactly something like Iron Brown happens, and it kind of makes you step back, like, all right, well, I'm not onto something anymore. Well, it's because kind of like Richard so Chase when you think of a of a very well. This dude is somewhat organized, but you know we have two categories for serial killers. One is organized and disorganized. Organized would be someone like Ted Bundy. He's very thorough. He's very by the book as far as serial killing goes. But then you have Richard Chase, who's a fucking lunatic, covered in blood and shit walking around and breaking into people's houses and shitting in baby cribs. I mean, there's... And this dude is kind of in between, which is pretty rare because he seems... Did you say shitting or shooting? Shitting, as in defecating. He shat in a baby's crib. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly stuff with Richard Chase. He also killed a pregnant lady, but we're not going to go into that on this episode. We will cover him in the future, though. Well, it's definitely worse than shitting in a baby crib. Uh, Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. So, yeah. Yeah, a little bit worse. It's... It's that's why it's so hard to catch people like this because being disorganized, you can't figure out a pattern because what they do is they figure out a pattern, they get a profile together, and then they look for people that match this profile in criminal history. Uh, and that's you know, ultimately stuff like that. what drugged this thing out as long as it did. Because really. he's we'll a, he's disorganized, that. or he well, doesn't no, have a particular. Looking, pe- people are following the wrong trends, the wrong patterns, the wrong. It, it's just we'll get to that, but yeah, it's just the the wrong tips were being followed for too long. Yeah, plus he's kind of all over as far as age, victim. There's no real Absolutely. pattern except yeah, for no. they're in public. Really, that's the only thing. Yeah, Other there, than that, there, it's women, there is men. Zero, yeah, exactly. When we get to the end of this, yeah, there's there's zero uh, relativity between between victims. For something, sure. like, yeah. Something else they do a lot as far as like the FBI and people who investigate these crimes go is they look for relationships between the victims, and here there are none. They're all just random civilians that oh, he's killing. No. So that's another thing that throws off and really drags out these types of investigations. Right. <coughs> so October 7th, like uh, we're fast-forwarding a few days now. So Iron Brown, which is one Meredith talked about a minute ago, uh, he was only 13. He was shot, critically wounded, and he was being dropped off by his aunt outside of Benjamin Tasker Middle School in Maryland's Prince George's County, which sounds super fancy. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, he was yeah, he was does. literally stepping out of the car, getting ready for school that morning. Imagine the the terror of his aunt seeing that happen. Like not only him getting shot, but like that's terrifying to for her to see and traumatize. Yeah. Right, and she's the one that just like she's like, here, get out of the car, you're at school. Yeah, and, and then bam. Well, know? as a parent or guardian, grandma, aunt, whatever the fuck. When you're dropping your kids off at school, you think that you're dropping your kids off at the safest place in town. Yeah, exactly, but right. sometimes it's not the case. No, well, given 2019, I mean... It yeah, it's was, definitely not the case. 2002, that was still, like, unheard of, but now it's like... I fuck. mean, Columbine was the biggest thing. school shootings are all over the place. Yeah, Columbine was the biggest thing that had happened, really. He did manage to crawl back into his aunt's vehicle, which is uh, incredible, the tenacity of Can you imagine? Like, oh... Yeah, like a, a small-bodied fucking like prepubescent, my like height, pubescent, like pulling himself in by his forearm, just like after getting shot, pulling himself into his aunt's car. Like I just can't imagine. And we haven't even the, gotten the, to the, the like caliber. She and chaos going on in the mind of a thirteen-year-old. Oh yeah, but I mean, you also got to think too. Like that will to live is within everybody. So whatever you got to do, like you probably didn't even think about it. It's probably instinctual to just let oh, me get from fight. outside. Like let me get inside. Way, yeah, yeah. His fight was way louder than his flight for sure. But I. I it's just insane. And going back to being like an off the wall like victim because it didn't match any of the other ones. Thirteen year old boy getting out, of, you know, getting out of his car. But it, I, it, t- for me, like looking this information up, this one is what stuck the most. Just because. Well, yeah, because you work with kids this age. Yeah. So I can imagine it would, you know, strike a nerve, but. I mean, not to take anything away from the kid, I'm just saying the will to live is very strong, and you don't know what it is until you're in a situation. So, yeah, I mean, hats off to this 13-year-old kid. That's incredible that he was managed to do that. And he survived, which is good, because his aunt drove him immediately to the hospital, and he survived. They did have to remove parts of his liver and pancreas, and he was the youngest victim and incredibly, incredibly close to becoming the seventh uh, fatality in this whole slew of victims that we have. Now... I feel like this next part is him fucking with the police and fucking with the media to get more attention. Because, you know, all these guys, they're super egotistical. They're fucking dickheads. They're every guy. They're everything you, like, when you hang out with a person, they're everything you don't want that person to be. They're fucking dickheads. They're, they, their head is huge about how, who they are. They don't get enough attention, so they try to, they try to force people to pay attention to them so this is something that he did so october 9th a tarot card is found near the scene of the shooting and uh, a cnn source says that it's the death card with the message and i fucking hate this call me god for the police like dude fuck this dude you know this dude's well, as see, bad as btk at some point like just fuck this well guy. i think uh i i think that a lot of these individuals and of course i can't it's only what i think and that doesn't really mean shit because i'm not on that 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 plane as far as mentality but it seems to me like it, with anything that anyone does you want credit exactly you know? so so when you or a signature something to be known by because it's it for a lot of these guys it's uh it, it's an art form well not only that there are pieces up, of shit in their regular life so this is right, their way to feel big art, but as far as art goes this is their 
mark on society. Exactly. This is what this is what the, this is the piece of information that they'll be known by, and they, they, they for some it's reason thirty seconds of fame. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's their it's their seconds of fame, but it's the same reason why the uh, the the East Area rapist made all those phone calls to the police saying like oh, I'm gonna fuck tonight and all that shit, like fucking with him because he's right. like no one's paying attention to me and I want the attention, and I mean. As the media, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to ignore these people? Because I feel like that's just going to ramp up their rage. But if you give them coverage, you're giving them what you want. I mean, I I I empathize with the media in that in that that arena because what are you supposed to do? What's the right move? I mean, there's no real in between. You know what I mean? Right. But it's definitely the same case with all most all serial killers. They want some kind of attention. I mean, BTK wrote those fucking lame-ass poems and shit like that, and he just... I fucking hate BTK, but I am going to write him a letter. I forgot to talk about that in the beginning, but I have his address to the prison he's at. He is still alive. There's a whole bunch of hoops you got to jump through to write him a letter, but I'm going to try to write one, and I'm going to send it, and then hopefully I can get something back. I probably won't, but it would still be cool, even though he is definitely, 100%, my least favorite. Yeah, I think he's worth the effort. Yeah, I, I guess I wouldn't say worth the effort. Who gives a fuck what he has to say? But it, yeah, it's just it's a small hoop to jump through in order to like get some feedback from the mind of a killer. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go sit down with a dude because I don't think I could handle that much evil in a room. But right. BTK is a fucking loser. I hate him. He's fucking lame. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so October 9th, two thousand two, same day, Dean Harold Myers, fifty three of. Gaithersburg, Maryland. I don't. I think I said that right. It looks right. It looks right to me, man. Gaithersburg. Gaithersburg sounds sounds good. Looks like it's spelled. I'll take it. Uh, but he was killed while pumping gas at a gas station in Manassas, Virginia. A white minivan. Manassas. Oh, sorry. Manassas. So no, and I I only know that because I've been there. But Manassas is like Man- a suburb Manassas. of DC. Yeah. So Manassas. It's uh. I, I knew a girl that lived there once. It sounds like man asses. Yeah, yeah. Manassas, Virginia. Manassas, Virginia. All right. So a white minivan <laughs> was seen in the area. Uh, is the, the oh, I'm sorry. A white minivan is seen in the area is the first thought to have some connection with the shooting, but is later cleared by police. But we had the white minivan from earlier, so I'm guessing that's where they made the connection. Right, and two sightings makes it fucking fact. You know? Yeah, I mean, one. I mean, if you, you have think two. An eyewitness, mm-hmm. as, as yeah, if you're an investigator, you hear two different. It's like boom, we got something. Box like, yeah. oh, okay, maybe, maybe. And why wouldn't it happen from a white box van? Well, plus know? they're wanting anything to be part of it right now. You know what I mean? Like they well, want, just, they're looking it, for like, anything. Well, not to be part of it. They, we're trying to calm a community. Like right. people are losing their shit. And we'll well, get yeah, you could get chaos in just a second. Yeah. Right. You can get shot. I mean, these people are getting shot at school. They're getting shot walking down the street. They're getting shot pumping gas. I mean, that's terrifying. It's just, it's terrifying to go outside at that point. Yeah. So October 11th, he took uh, a day off. I'm guessing to uh, rejuvenate himself. So Kenneth Bridges was 53. He was a Philadelphia businessman. He was killed at an Exxon station just off of I-95 near Fredericksburg, Virginia. Police enforce a huge roadblock trying to find a white van-like vehicle similar to, like, a Chevy Astro uh, with a ladder rack on top. So really what I'm seeing as having no, like, big criminal investigative experience is something with gas stations. Which I'm assuming is just because people are standing still. 
at the gas pump pumping their gas. It's, it's a very easy target, yeah. Yeah, but one miss, you hit a gas pump, you got a lot of death. So right, but we're talking about snipers, and they they were training. There was training involved. So right, so he a target that's standing still for two to five minutes. Uh, it's it's really not an issue. Right. I mean, think about how much you move while you're pumping gas. You probably just sit there and yeah, you just sit there and do watch nothing. the fucking numbers go up. Yeah, and you're like, God, I can't afford this every time. Yeah, like oh, maybe I should stop it at twenty five. It's twenty. Yeah, I just stopped at twenty-five. Oh fuck! I stopped at twenty-five oh one. Damn it! Yeah, that, but the point is, yeah, people are standing still, focused on 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 that. Yeah, sure. well, I mean, back then gas prices weren't what they are now, so might have been a little more keen no. to. No, fill but her you up. still didn't make any money, so it was still hard to come by. You know, a dollar fifty a gallon. Ah, the U.S. government is great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it. Um, so October 14th, he's getting a little more spread out now. I don't know if it's because of heat from the police, because of the media, or if he's just getting bored. I mean, that could, that could also be part of it. I mean, these dudes, I don't know about this guy's IQ just yet, but I know a lot of serial killers, like, they have very high IQ, so they get bored with shit easily. Like, a lot of them could do really well in school, but they're fucking bored. They don't want to do that yeah, like, shit. Uh, yeah, and, and I know we bring him up every fucking episode. Because he's so big. Like, How do you miss him? Yeah. He's so huge. But, but a guy like Ed Kemper, it's when you're not stimulated, you tend to fucking slip. Idle hands are the devil's tools. Right. With that being said, said hail Satan. Said, said, said. Satan, six, six. Okay, so uh, October 14th, Linda Franklin, who was 47, uh, she lived in Arlington, Virginia. She's killed by a single gunshot in a Home Depot parking lot in Falls Church, Virginia. Man, she's just trying to get some, some, some stuff around the house done, maybe building, building a table, maybe building some flower pots or something, uh, you know, to plant some stuff. and Everyday life, just like yeah, going to Home man. Depot, just I mean, a fucking regular trip to Home Depot. Like, walking out of the door that day, she probably did not even think today's going to be the last day that I'm alive. And that is terrifying. Right. Unless you're like us, and you're just waiting for that sweet release of death to just grab you by the neck and strangle you. I think it's still a shitty feeling. Yeah, if you're Linda and you're That's fucking... Morbid. Yeah, if you're, you're, you're shopping at Home Depot and you're, you're thinking about... Ways to better your lifestyle. Yeah, and, and then just boom, just it's over. Comes in and just fucking yeah, it's fucking shitty. Fuck this dude. So October nineteenth, again, like I said a minute ago, the days are getting more spread out, but he's gonna, he's starting to close the gap just a touch here. So Jeffrey Hopper, who's thirty-seven, is shot in a parking lot at a Ponderosa Steakhouse near I ninety-five in Ashland, Virginia, eighty-three miles south of Washington. Doctors removed the bullet from his. From the victim during surgery on October 22nd and connect him, and connect him to the others by ballistic. I just hope and I pray that he got to eat first. Well, that's the thing. You know, like, you know, as far as ballistics, it was only a matter of time because the shooter or shooters is using the same goddamn weapon every fucking time. Yeah, because that's the comfort zone. So, yeah, how, how, how far are you going before you think you're going to, like, get caught? Not get caught, on, yeah. Man. Mix it up a bit. Do we? Do you, did you get what the caliber was of the gun? It's it's an AR. I mean, it's got a it's it. I mean, it's got the fucking, uh, it's it's a scope, automatic rifle. It it looks basically like like a. Yeah, I it's basically sure. an AR-15. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's well, probably back then it was more like an M sixteen because this was I think this was before the uh M four came into play. Sorry, I'm looking up his specific gun, I wanna get it right. So am I, yeah. Yeah, it's he looks like it's uh it looks like an, a, an, if, if, an M4 okay, with bipods. Okay, if you don't know what a 223, yeah, if you don't know what a 223 is, it's it's got a recoil like nobody's business. It's a fucking automatic rifle. Uh, it's it, they're actually really fun to shoot. Uh, I got family in Indiana, and one of my uncles has one. Yeah, my cousin has an AR-15, and it's fucking ever. fun to shoot. Not at people. But yeah, it's 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 basically like, yeah, it's between a fucking AR-15 and like a Soviet, really. Well, we'll, we'll, like we'll talk about it when we get down to it, because I'm looking at the actual photo of it. It looks like it's in his car. He's got bipods and, like, an ACOG on or a, a, a reflex sight on it. So it's – he was ready. He was prepared. Right. Uh, okay, so – all right. <clears throat> oh, fuck, I don't remember the last thing we said. October 19th. I know, but we talked about, like, him eating first, and then we talked about the ballistics, and then – okay, I'll just go into the next one. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's okay. So, October 21st, 2002. So, another day off for this dude, because I guess he's fucking just so tired from murdering people constantly. Uh, police surround a white van at a payphone at an Exxon gas station in Richmond, Virginia. They arrest one man in the vehicle and a second man in the vicinity. That's in quotes. But later say they cannot be connected to the sniper shooting. So, they're just... They're... I'm... Yeah, just they want something in a fucking white box van. They want to calm the people down. That's what they're trying to do, but they're doing it all wrong. Well, that and they're also trying. Well, not only are they trying to calm people down, they're actually they think the suspect has a fucking box van. So, which is like the furthest from the truth. <laughs> yeah. So now they're just looking for a box van. So every yeah. time they see one, they're gonna fucking pull it over. Like we said earlier, they're but. going in. They're going in all the wrong directions. They're taking the wrong yeah. routes to get to the end of the. Well, case. yeah, they're trying to find connections, and they can't. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta think how fucking frustrating that much must be. Well, it's it's a it's it's timing. Yeah, you want to get you you, you want to find them early before the next one happens, but you're trying to rely on the next one to see a more of a pattern. Yeah, there's get it. it's between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, you can't right. really win. So October 22nd, the very next day, bus driver Conrad Johnson, 35, of Oxon Hill, Maryland, is shot as he stands on the top step inside his commuter bus in Aspen Hill, Maryland. He unfortunately later died at a hospital in Bethesda, and investigators confirm on October 23rd that his death is connected to the sniper. So now we have the connection. There's been enough shit happening that it's there now, which is a step forwards, I would say. They're making progress. Yeah, they're making some sort of progress. So by now, the random shootings had generated a lot of public fear, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially at service stations and parking lots of department stores. You know, Michael's, Home Depot. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you can get shot go. just standing at, I mean, you're pumping gas. Just you could standing just, there. Boom, it could be over. I mean, what do you do? You don't know what right. direction it's coming from? Like, there's exactly. no, like, you don't, you don't, you don't know where you to look. You can't predict it. Yep. So pizza restaurants reported surges in delivery requests, apparently, because people were afraid to step outside. The real unsung heroes of the story are the pizza delivery boys that were oh, like, yeah. I'm going to brave the fucking DC sniper because Domino's has a 30 minutes or less I, deal. I, I, 
if you think about it, if you think about it, that's exactly what happened. You've got these pizza delivery guys that are actually roughing it because the public is too afraid to. So, hey, I mean, man, I mean, hats these, off to them. These guys, these guys are soldiers on the road. They're know? heroes, dude. Exactly, and unless they quit, they have to And do not it. only exactly. are they going out there and doing their job for shit pay, but they're bringing you pizza, which is great. Right, but I, it's, We it's, are wonderful This people. episode is it's, dedicated it's, it's, to it's, these pizza boys. Hey, thank you, Pizza, pizza Boys people are amazing. in D.C. area 2002. Because it's like, you know, especially serving in the military, it's it's like serving, it's, it, it's like being a, a pizza delivery guy and be like, hey, uh, fucking. You uh, might die. The, uh, the army base over in Abadadad or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> like, they, they want they want their pizza, so I got to drive through a fucking hostile environment. <laughs> right. pizza. Like, I have a job to exactly. do. It'd be like if you're out on the other side of Afghanistan in, two, in, in like 2007 and you need to take a pizza over there. Right. My point is there's no difference. I mean, these guys are like sticking their neck out there to deliver a goddamn pizza. God bless these knowing, pizza delivery guys. Yeah, not knowing if they're going to be the next one to be shot. Well, just don't stop and get But none, there were no pizza people shot, right? I don't think I so. I don't think so. Like, none of, none of them ever got no. shot, so they're safe. Maybe the DC sniper liked pizza. Yeah. He was like, I have a contract with Domino, so I can't kill anyone from there, but Pizza Hut rolls by? Fucking exactly. dead. No, I, they no, have I, immunity. I, 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 think it's, I think it was mainly just the gas stations. Yeah, because people are standing still for a long time. Well, yeah, and like speaking of gas stations, people would walk around their cars really fast because they're hoping that would make them a harder They're just like this. Not gonna fucking get me, dude. Yeah, they're just, like gas. jogging around your car. Yeah, could you imagine just fucking your gas, just like f- just duck and cover the whole time. Right. Exactly. Scary as shit. But I also want to yeah, say, like, I bet that the time for the pizza from the pizza place to the house was so fucking quick during this time, because they were probably speeding to get off the road faster. So exactly. I bet they had very satisfied customers. Right. Pedestrians were advised to walk in zigzags while motorists were instructed to crouch down while putting gas in their car. So, like, on top of having to, like, run around their cars, they're also, like, crouching down while they're filling their Plus, tank. walking in zigzags is so slow. Um, so, we, we okay. have a photo. I'm looking at a photo of the tarot card that was found, the death card. And on the front of it, very, like, it looks like he wrote it in, like, a shitty little pen. And it, like, couldn't really write. And it says, call me God on yeah. the front of it. And on the back, it says, for you, Mr. Police code call me god do not release to the press he just it's it's such a dickhead move it's weird no it's not weird it's a dickhead move it's an egotistical move and i hate him for it if he wouldn't have done this i would hate him less but now i hate him more because this is stupid like he just wants attention and it god it's just so fucking annoying Mm-hmm. You go, uh, go ahead sorry <laughs> Do you want me to read that part? I can read yeah, it yeah, if yeah, you want. You. Well, that's you. It's going to send me into what I'm going to read. Okay, yeah, go ahead, Mary. You're, you're good. Okay. Um, at the scene of the... S- oh, well, the okay, okay. Um, if you... I was going to read Well, read and, and I know, I know, but I... the only So, because Corey is so uh, passionate about the card, I guess... I am very... Card. I hate it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You read. can read it. Okay. Go ahead, Corey. Okay. So at the scene of Iron Brown's shooting, remember the 13-year-old boy we talked about? Investigators undertook a forensic walk. Why did they why did they wait till now? I don't understand. But they 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 took a forensic walk, stepping slowly shoulder to shoulder through the area. 
Two of them discovered a flattened out area in the shrubs where it looked like someone had been lying, and they pursued that area much more intensely and found some key pieces of evidence, the most significant being the car that we talked about a second ago, which I cannot ex express my rage about. But uh, the suspects may, uh, had made it clear that they did not want the media notified with regard to this. So, like I said, it says, do not tell the media. So suspects or suspect one or the uh, other. But the task force did want to honor the request to establish communication, which was a crucial point at that time in the investigation. Because, like, they aren't really – they don't have really much to go on at this point. They don't have any type of, like, physical evidence, fingerprints. All they have is ballistics and possibly a white van and gas stations are dangerous. That's really all they have at this point. So they're, they're clasping at straws here. So – they, they they wanted to establish communication, like I said, which was crucial at this point, but however, the media was everywhere and no secret was safe, so the police were determined to keep the tarot card evidence away from the press, but unfortunately, it did get leaked, made the front page of the Washington Post, even though it was totally stated that the press were not to be notified. But it was understandable. The press wanted to get a big story. This kind of reporting was definitely... Uh, devastating for the case so i mean it's just it's every time something like this happens and they say don't tell the press what's the first thing that fucking happens the press is like oh we need to, we need to sell papers we need to, to get clicks on a website whatever they fucking put it out disregarding the victim so i'm back to fuck the press again i'm back to not liking this press release stuff <laughs> i'm i've made a full circle now i don't like them anymore i do feel, don't feel bad for them anymore there's spit all over my pop filter here right but yeah, right, well, it, it was it was bad for the very bad for the case is what I'm what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you guys so, didn't catch it. <laughs> okay, so October twenty fourth, two thousand two, John Allen Muhammad and Lee Boyd Malvo are arrested. They are found sleeping in a nineteen ninety Chevy Caprice <laughs> that is not a fucking box van. Not even close. Blue, not even not close white, to a box van at all. <laughs> at a rest stop in Frederick County, Maryland, they were arrested, tried, and convicted for the shooting. Wait, wait. So. Did they just, like, walk up and see them sleeping? They're like, what are you doing? What's your names? Do you have a gun? No, no, and... no, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. It, okay. It, it makes sense in a minute. Because it so, jumps pretty that's... pretty hard there. <laughs> I was confused. So, yeah, exactly. So now that they're arrested, there's a theory of motive, and that is that John Muhammad was devastated when he lost his children to his ex-wife, Mildred. <laughs> he was furious and threatened to kill his ex-wife, which forced her to flee to the Washington, D.C. area with their kids. Now, I'm guessing, I, I think that she started in the Northwest area, which brought him to the Northwest, but he was training and shit, and then uh -huh. she kind of just moved over to D.C. So, it was a strong belief by many that killing spree was a twisted plot by John Muhammad to kill his ex-wife and get his children back. He intended to kill her and make her one of the murder victims. So he wouldn't be a so suspect? Exactly. So it's just like a random <laughs> killing. What a fucking psychopath. She would be one of them. Yes. <laughs> what a fucking lunatic. If you think about it, people and hope one of them's your ex-wife. <laughs> on his behalf. That is insane. On his behalf. It's actually Do you, pretty brilliant. Like, how does he? Is it? Because it's. Why are there two of he's them? Like, how does he get the other guy involved? I, so he just buries the evidence as like, well, all these other people died. You can't say it was me that killed her. Right. So. Basically, he intended to kill her and one of her. Uh, her uh, she was going to be a murder victim. Muhammad believed that the police would not focus on an estranged ex-husband as a suspect <laughs> if she looked like a random victim of a serial killer. Fucking moron! Right. Oh my so god. So it turns out John Allen Muhammad and Lee Boyd 
Malvo had devised a master plan. They moved around in a, a Chevrolet Caprice, which was designed to be a killing machine. Now, Lee Boyd Malvo was a 17-year-old kid that John Allen Muhammad basically mentored, adopted, and just kind of like taught life lessons to. Well, there was also so a theory that like he was manipulated, so he wasn't completely responsible. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's a 17-year-old kid I, now, and there's a lot of gray there, and I don't really care. 17, I mean, that's but, you're almost an adult. But dude. I could convince any 17-year-old kid to do whatever the fuck I want him to do, to be honest. Probably don't say that in the airwaves. No, you yeah, can't. Don't say that. You, don't say that. You can't. It sounds Basically, creepy, though. No, you're right. But based on the demeanor that I have, the personality that I possess, I can be convincing and I can brain. I'm a 33-year-old man. It would be hard to find a 17-year-old kid to kind of manipulate. And that's why. Not I, me. I, well, congratulations. You're 18, Meredith, so he but, can't manipulate you. You're past the threshold. But really... But really, and I remember what it was like to be 17, unlike Johnny, because that was how long ago? Whoa. It wasn't that long ago. I'm like We're dropping some bombs here old. on the chilling truth. Well, now. I'm just saying that people are easily manipulated. Like, I'm speaking on behalf of Lee Boyd Malvo. As fucked up as his role was in this whole ordeal, I would say that he was a 17 year old kid. And he saw the wrong things to follow in an adult male. That's what I was just about to say I, because if you're 17, that's all I mean. Yeah, and you're on your own, it's, you're looking for any type of structure. Right. It doesn't matter how much of him. a piece of shit I am. If I meet a 17 year old that is malleable and I can kind of uh, convey that my lifestyle is awesome and cool, they're gonna he'll want do whatever a piece you want. That, he'll do whatever you say. Well, what and I it's also. Say. If you invest time in the kid, they're going to want to... There's an attachment. There's there's a trust with you and help you out. But I'm saying the same thing. We're just using the different words. We're just going more in depth with it. I like it. So, the the car had two holes in the trunk. One for the rifle, the other for the scope. The two holes were that so shots could be fired without opening the trunk. The car also had darker than normal tinting on the back windows. The firewall between the trunk and the car... And the, and the rear seat had been removed, and the back seat could fold down, enabling a potential shooter to stretch out in the, in the back without stepping foot outside of the vehicle. It was a perfect place for a shooting platform. You're in prone position. You're stationary. It's the so most stable target. position also, which exactly. also I looked up a photo of the, the, the gun he used, and it looks like the photos of it in the car. And not only is he laying down prone, but he has bipods. And if you don't know what bipods are, they're an attachment that goes under the barrel that are basically two legs that brace the yeah, barrel I mean, up. It holds it up you for you. You are sturdy as fuck. Yes. The only thing he's holding is the pistol grip and the buttstock in his shoulder. Other than that, the gun yeah, is holding itself up. Yeah, you're sitting there with your up. finger on the trigger. Yeah, and he exactly. has a reflex sight, which increases his accuracy. Yeah. It increases the – it makes the targets look closer. It's He had a perfect plan. The only thing that would have made his gun better is if he had a fucking like, sniper scope on it. Yeah, they probably didn't have the most state-of-the-art uh, yeah, I mean, firearm. Yeah, dude's a fucking idiot, so he probably wasn't was, rolling yeah, in the cash well, I, I imagine, uh, you gotta think, he was probably, he just kind of saw what he could get his hands on, and then yeah. he learned how to shoot that. Exactly. So, the theory of how the case may have been solved earlier, as we talked earlier about, the police decided to deal with the case by presenting as much information as possible to the public and con- uh, continuously asking them for help. The tip line that was set up was overwhelmed by callers who sh- were sure they knew the snipers. Well, that always the happens. Police? That's a constant thing with any tip well, line and, that's I set mean, up. I guess I would rather have more 
I would rather have more calls than I need than not enough calls. So right, but that. I mean, if you think back to some of the other serial killers we covered, they had so many calls. Like Ted Bundy, they had so much information coming in, they didn't have the resources to filter it at the time. But right, well, at that time, I mean, this is 2002. This is, yeah, I mean, 19, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying. It was saying in that 19, 1970s. Ted, Ted Bundy Ted was in Bundy, like, the, yeah. Right, th- those precincts didn't even have communication with one another. So right, nor did they have computers to filter it, kind of, information. Yeah, so. The police had over had over 100,000 tips coming to the tip line, which was astronomical, of course. The tip line was so overwhelmed with calls that the most crucial information about the case, provided by Robert Holmes, who was John Muhammad's longtime friend in the Army, got completely lost. Like, See, he did have some prior whatever. experience as far exactly. as training and, goes, too. And I'll have to look it up. Maybe John Robert Holmes was the guy living in the Northwest, but I'm not really sure. I don't know how they knew each other. But... Other callers were also trying to take credit for the murders, which complicated the investigation. Again, a typical thing. Yes. Ironically, the snipers even wanted to talk to the task force at one point, but also had trouble getting through. That is insane. Like you've got, wow. Yeah, so you got guys who are like, all right, because the card wasn't enough, obviously, because it didn't work. didn't help, help investigators find them or get any closer to them. So, yeah, they probably uh, got desperate. was like, all right, we're going to call the line, kind of give them some. Some feedback. Well, it's some, another, some it's another thing, too, which is very common with these types of murders, which is like a long-range serial killer, and that is a term from Criminal Minds. I don't know how accurate the term is, but I like it, and I'm going to say it. But this, the, an actual truth to killers that do this kind of thing is they often interact with the media because they don't interact with the victims. So they need some type of interaction with the investigation. Look at Ed Kemper. We always talk about him, but he was literally hanging out with the fucking cops that were investigating him. They get off on this shit. They love it. Yeah, no, it does make sense. Yeah, they can't interact with the victim because they're pussies and shoot them from far away. So they go talk to the police because they're pussies and want attention. They're pussies. Right. Well, it's just like a relationship. You're not getting attention from. You're going to go to someone else and find that attention. Exactly. You're not getting it from the victim. You go to the cops. You feel better. But they didn't get through, which probably fucking enraged Muhammad. Probably enraged this dude. He wasn't getting what he wanted. I like that. These guys are always piss babies anyway. They're always fucking babies about everything. So the police also tried to get as much information as they could possibly extracted from the people who had happened to be at the scene of each shooting. Perhaps the biggest mistake of the entire three-week manhunt was the belief, based on witness accounts, that the killers had been driving a fucking white box truck. Well, again, I know I keep referencing other things, but look at, uh, like, Columbine. We talked about Columbine a minute ago. They were literally interviewing kids as they were running out of the school, and they're like, oh, there's, like, six shooters in there. There's, it's this guy. I saw this other guy. And it's like, all they, all that fucking Klebold and, and Harris did is one of them had a backwards hat on and he fucking turned it around and they thought it was a completely different right. guy. They're, they're in shock. They're terrified. They're scared. They, you can't recollect and this shit that, right away. But I get that. But because of the information that's given, it's so fucking all over the place. There was way too much time and energy spent thrown into the search of a white fucking van, which took the focus off of important leads that were overlooked. Right, well that's, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say that's on the police, but it somewhat is, because they should have had these people come in later to interview well, when they, they could should have been. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, as an investigator, you got to go into a place unbiased and open-fucking-minded, okay? Right, yeah, you can't just focus on one thing. But I can't, yeah, just because you Tunnel give me this vision. information doesn't mean that I can't, yeah, I need to, I need to open my horizons and kind of expect things to come from a different angle. For right, sure. no one's prepared for this shit. No one's like, man, I might see a shooting today, I should fucking 
and make sure I'm aware of all my surroundings all the time. You know, these right. people, that's, I, I do not blame the witnesses for this account. I more blame the police for this. They should have no, not done at it all. properly. That, uh, yeah, I hope that's not what we're conveying because that's not no, what no, no, no. Get it, either. Our stance okay. is the witnesses are also victims. I think we took one lead and we just fucking ran with it. Well, it's tunnel vision. They saw this and they're like, fuck it, we got to find yeah, the van. Yeah. We got to find the van. And then that's all they focused on. And this dude's shooting out of a fucking Chevy Caprice. Right. So there's a man by the name of Matthew Dowdy seeking media attention even came forward to give a false statement to the police about seeing a gunman holding an AK-47 to his shoulder. Again, the same fucking exactly. wanting attention. So he was initially treated as a key witness, but he was later found to not be credible. Oh, imagine they that. Right. So they also perfect, uh, predicted that the sniper was most likely a white male. That assumption was based largely on the characteristics of past serial killers. Typical, so typical, the for, white man's yeah. the victim every time. Well, you know, well, we well, never well, get, well, our, well, we I, never I, get I, our way. We never like get what we That's want. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I'm would totally say kidding. that it makes sense based on, yeah, if you look at serial killers, mainly white males. And, but... But that's what drugged this out so long. They were looking right. for the wrong vehicle and the wrong racial profile. Yeah, it's it's a lot of – I mean, but if you think about it, that's how a profile usually goes. It's this age, this race. They're doing this. Yeah, but how many people got to die? How many people got to get shot in fucking plain daylight while you're trying to figure out where the white male in a fucking white van is? Close to 10 apparently. I, yeah. Well, it's more than that. We'll get to that in a minute. Well, so there's an unrelated event led to the arrest of the snipers. Yeah, there is, of course. So, because we didn't really get to, like, how they ended up getting caught earlier. We just went from, they killed this dude, and now, or they, I don't want to say this dude. That sounds really disrespectful. So, the we didn't really get to how they got caught. We went from, they, they got, they killed a victim, and then on to, they were arrested. So, the shooting of Jeffrey Hopper, if you guys remember, at the Ponderosa Steakhouse, like I said, I really hope this dude got to eat before he got shot, because getting shot and then not getting to eat the steak that you were probably very excited for is like a double punch to the gut. That sucks. So, uh, it sparked a series of events which eventually led to the arrest of the killers. So, in the woods near the restaurant where Jeff Hopper had been shot, police discovered a note tacked to a tree with the help of an ATF dog. The handwritten note demanded... $10 million and threatened the lives of children in the area. The note also mentioned of a shooting in Alabama that was unsolved. That was an unsolved robbery and murder where two people were shot at a liquor store in Montgomery, Alabama. The manager, Claudine Parker, who was 52, was killed and a co-worker, Kelly Adams, who was 24, was wounded as they closed their shop at 7.30 p.m. in the afternoon. <coughs> The snipers had initially called the tip line to claim responsibility for the D.C. sniper attacks and had already mentioned the Alabama shooting to the police. Other callers were taking credit for the sniper attacks, and the snipers got desperate for law enforcement to accept they were the killers. Like, they just want attention. This is bullshit, again, of being like, look at me, look at me, I'm the one doing this. Give me the attention that I apparently fucking deserve. I hate this shit, man. I've said it so many times. This is what I'm going to be known for on the podcast is hating attention-seeking <laughs> serial killers now. Um, so they wanted them to accept they were the killers, thereby bringing up the, uh, the uh, Alabama shooting. So the police did not link the crimes at the time since the shooting in Alabama was a robbery murder and the belief was that the D.C. snipers didn't rob their victims, which is true. The, the motives and the profile and everything, none of it matches up. There's no way. Plus, Alabama and D.C. are fucking forever away from each other. So it just doesn't, it didn't add up. 
The gun also used at that crime was not a Bushmaster rifle, like we said. His was, and they were pretty sure the cases were unrelated, because you can only own one gun at a time. You have to trade the other one in to get a new one, so you can't have two at once. That's the rules. Uh, however, with the mention of the Alabama shooting again in the note, the police decided to delve deeper into the case. They discovered that the suspect left his fingerprint on the magazine he was carrying near the store. When, S when investigators ran the fingerprint through the national database, it matched that of Lee Boyd Dumbfuck Malvo. And after 17-year-old. 17-year-old Dumbfuck Malvo, sorry. Uh, do you not want me to say dumb fuck? Do you think that's bad? No, no, no. I was just, I was just clarifying that it was the younger of the two because you got to think John Muhammad is like fucking in his forties or fifties. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna read it again. And I'm then, not gonna say dumb fuck because we did kind of say he was. No, I mean, call him a dumb fuck. I mean, he was whatever. He killed people, but I just want to. I would also like listeners to know how young he was. You know. Yeah. So it matched fuck that up. of the 17-year-old idiot Lee Boyd Malvo. Which I keep wanting to say Lee Boy Malvo for some reason. I don't know why I want to say that so bad. Uh, but after Lee further. Boy Malvo. <laughs> Lee Boy Malvo. Looking through the scope. You get... Do you get that reference, Meredith? Probably not. No. <laughs> it's okay. We're old. Yeah, moving on. Well, you, you send her a video later. Okay. So uh, after further research into. Uh, Lee Boy! I'm just kidding. No, I can do it again. Yeah, into Malvo's background. It was discovered that he had close ties to John Allen Muhammad. Muhammad helped Malvo and his mother into the United States illegally from the Caribbean. Muhammad and Malvo became friends, often passing themselves off as father and son. The police provided the description and license plate number of John Muhammad's car to the public. Whitney Donahue spotted Muhammad's car at the rest stop in Frederick County, Maryland, and alerted the police. And the two fucking idiots got arrested, and they're fucking in. What's it, the word that I'm... Uh, fucking... Custody of the police. Yes. Nailed it. Perfect. Uh, November 10th, Beautiful. 2009, uh, after receiving the death penalty in 2004, Muhammad is fucking killed or executed. Sorry, let me use the proper term. So good riddance to this idiot. May 26th, 2017, so very recent, a federal judge overturns two of Malvo's life sentences in Chesapeake and Spotsylvania County in Virginia. I don't know what the fuck Spotsylvania is. It sounds like a bunch of dog vampires running around. It sounds badass. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> so Malvo remains in prison uh, as his Virginia convictions still stand, as well as his previous sentences for Maryland. June 21st, 2018, a federal appeals court agrees Malvo's four life sentences from Virginia must be vacated because of a 2012 Supreme Court decision that is unconstitutional for juveniles to receive mandatory life sentences without the possibility of parole. May 18th, 29 or March 18th, 2019, super, super recent, the Supreme Court agrees to take up Malvo's case in Virginia after the state appealed the lower court's ruling. The crime spree started earlier in the year in February when the pair engaged... Murders and robberies in various states across the U.S., resulting in seven deaths. So, in just ten months, the snipers killed 17 people and they injured 10 others. That's a really high body count. It is, but it makes sense because, you, you, it, like, other incidences, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's the trail so leading to Washington, D.C. Other incidents where DC Muhammad was, and Malvo were, were charged or considered suspects sure. were uh, February 16th in 2002, Kenya... Cook, 21, is murdered. Her aunt was a former friend of Muhammad's ex-wife. There is circumstantial yeah. but not ballistic mm -hmm. evidence. March 19, 2002, 
Sixty-year-old Jerry Taylor is shot and killed on a Tuscan Arizona. Tus what is it? All right, Tucson, Arizona golf course. Tucson. So, you know, he's just That's out just there playing golf. South and of me, yeah. shot. Tucson, Arizona. Which means he's all over the place, because, like, I mean, if you go from Washington, D.C. to down here in the desert where a I am... A synagogue in Tacoma, Washington DC, is vandalized. Police consider ground. Muhammad as a suspect. Guns used in both incidents belong to a man with whom Mavlo and Muhammad had stayed with for a time. Which was in the Northwest. I mean, the guy that he was staying with, I mean, it was in that area, so it made yeah. sense. On September 5th of 2002, shooting at Clinton, Maryland Pizzeria... Paul LaRuffia is LaRuffia. There was a pizza shooting. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. LaRuffia. La That's so really there was pizza victims. But it's not, it's not like. Damn it. Wow. Maybe they don't do wrong. deliveries. Maybe it, okay. he just went in there. No, I At yeah, least he exactly. was only injured. He wasn't murdered. He could have so. been in just a Me pizzeria too. parking lot. It doesn't say that he was on delivery. So yeah. Well, I still praise the pizza boys. Who, I say well, who knows, like, happened. we can't just Google what exactly happened. No, we can't. The internet doesn't exist. <laughs> we just I guess we'll never right know. The top. We didn't look up any of this information. It's just um, all in September our heads. September 14th, yeah, yeah. 2002. Benny Oberoi, 22, is shot and wounded outside the Hillendale Beer Wine Store Oberoi. in Silver Spring, mm -hmm. Maryland. The shooting is linked by circumstances, witnesses, and locations of the alleged snipers, but again, not by ballistics. And all of this is alleged. I mean, these are just these are just shootings that kind of make sense in the time frame that. Right, but even if like one percent of this is true, like these dudes are. Yeah, fucking but but as far as their travels, yeah, it made sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you could see by the dates, like starting in Northwest. And then they're making their way across country. The it starts in 2002. Right. And they, yeah. they, oh, oh, yeah. just, oh, the then, entire year of 2002. Like, that's what we're getting into right now. Is yeah. This is this is what's leading up to them getting to fucking D.C. Uh, September 15th, 2002, shooting at Brandywine Maryland Liquor Store. Muhammad Rashid is injured. So, wait, he, like, shot somebody with the same name as him? Well, like... Last name's his first name? No, no, no. Uh, Muhammad. So, so Muhammad is, uh, so my name's John, and John is, like, second in line as far as popularity as Muhammad. Muhammad is a very popular name uh, worldwide. It's not yeah. just. Because uh, Mus uh, the Muslim religion hmm. is so large that Muhammad is a very, very popular name. But I don't think he was targeting Muhammad Rashid. I think he just happened to hit some dude and... Uh -oh. Odds are his name could be Muhammad because of the I like this person's name. It's kind of cool. I mean, I feel bad for them. Right. You're on Milliam Waldenmerium. Milliam Okay, I don't know. I like that name. I think I'm going to name my kid that. Million? Um, million, yeah. Maybe he'll be Wolden a million. We'll start it off right because no one knows who the fuck we're talking about. So Maybe he'll be a Not yet. <laughs> uh, September 21st of 2002, Million Waldenmerium. Million Waldenmerium. That's what it hey, sounds hey, like to me. Just, hey, wow. just for the record, hey, Corey, she dies, so let's not make some Ooh, jokes while she's reading it. I should have read ahead before I said Yeah, you should have. Let's start that over, Meredith. I'm sorry, <laughs> Million. I do yeah. like her name. Um, I'm going to do it so again. I can't be laughing during this. Please don't. I'm just giving praise to her name. I'm going to do it again. I like her name. It's really cool. Um, okay. Serious now. Person died. 
Yes. So September 21st, 2002, Million Woldemarium 41 was shot three times and killed at a liquor store in Atlanta. So this is the second liquor store now. Liquor um, stores are common crime for pl- uh, pr- well, they common are. place for it's crime. Like Muhammad. I think I don't think there's a a, a pattern. I think it's just there. No, there's no like, pattern. I'm it's like a, a shooting in a dollar store parking lot. Well, it has. N- yeah. It, it just there's yeah. just so many. Muhammad's the most commonly used name on earth. Liquor store is the most commonly used name on earth. Number two. So yeah, it makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the ballistics on the 22 caliber handgun links both the Atlanta and the Montgomery shooting. Uh, yeah, she was shot three times. You gotta be shot, like, multiple times to die by a twenty two. like, unless you're shot, like, in yeah, the face, because it's not a very big Well, it depends on where you're hit. I mean, that's what I said, range, though. I mean, if she's, yeah, if she takes one to the dome or the chest, it's gonna fucking do some damage. But if someone shoots you, like, in the leg with a twenty two, like, you're probably you're gonna, gonna be, be fine. fine. Right, but she died, so she wasn't shot in the leg. You'll be like, something bit me, like Forrest Gump, <laughs> if you get shot in the leg with a oh my twenty-two God. caliber. <laughs> that, was a, that, was a, that was a great Forrest Gump. Thank actually. you. Should I do it in yeah. Japanese as well? No. Uh, actually, no. Yes. yes, you should. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should I do it? I'm not going to do it. People yeah, don't, no, people don't like it. No, oh, something bit me, like that. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's Japanese, yeah. Thank it's you. A Japanese Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah, good job, dude. Thank you. Proud of you. Oh, it hit me in my buttocks. Like that was a very good Japanese, but <laughs> All right, moving on. And there's our uh Japanese segment that we talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get one of those every episode. We don't know when we're gonna give it to you, but that's I'm not gonna stop till people tell me to stop. You go on iTunes and leave us a review <laughs> telling me you don't like it, I'll stop. But until then, uh, oh it's coming. Right, everybody go on iTunes, leave a review and tell Corey to stop speaking Japanese. I'm not we speaking really, Japanese, I I'm feedback. speaking English. Whether it's English. good or bad, I, I would definitely in like a, some feedback on it. It's English in a Japanese accent. Meredith, I can see you rolling yeah. your eyes at me and I am correct, regardless. I'm sure you can. Thank you. What? What? Okay. No, we're almost done with this, guys. Come on. Please continue. I'm not stopping until someone tells me to stop. So if you don't I'm like it, you better tell me. Yeah, September 21st. What's not you two. You two can't. I don't September 21st, 2002. Kari. All right, you got to start that over because it's going to be weird to edit and he's talking over you. <laughs> Go ahead. I won't say anything. So September 21st, 2002. Shooting at a Montgomery, Alabama liquor store. We, just, we did that um, one already. Would you shut the fuck up? She was I, rereading it. Moving on. I am appalled. At the censorship I'm receiving on this podcast. (laughs) I'm appalled. Hit it, Meredith. Am I reading that one again? Yeah, no, I thought, yeah, no, you and I are on the same page, Meredith. I'm not saying anything. You just started fucking talking. I'm not saying anything. Corey, what did you have to drink? Dr. Pepper, dude. I've had five beers, okay? Get your shit together. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Meredith, we're good now. I'm going to shut the fuck up because you guys hate when I talk. By we, he means he's good because I was always good. I'm super good. Well, not the last episode. That's true. You were super drunk in the last episode. Yeah, but I, 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 now I'm down to two beers before this episode starts, so I'm good. I'm glad we could help with your alcoholism. I had six beers before the last episode started. Oh my god, let's just read the thing. My laptop is slowly dying like all of us. Oh, now you're waiting on us. Okay, okay. You're waiting on us now? If it dies, that's it. It's over. I'm not even going to have the file, and we're going to have to do this over again. All right, let's hurry and up. all the funny stuff that I right. said is going to be gone. Sep- Shut the fuck uh, up! Uh, do that paragraph. Do that paragraph. Let's go. September 21st, 2002. A shooting at Montgomery, Alabama liquor store. 
The owner, Claudine Parker, is killed, and clerk Kelly Adams is seriously injured. Ballistics are a match to the Bushmaster 223 rifle and eyewitness accounts linked to the D.C. snipers. Capital murder charges are filed against Muhammad and Mavlo. I'm going to read this one because this is my home place, Louisiana, all right? So I'm going to read the yeah, whole read thing it. in a country accent, okay? Please. All right, so September 23rd. Actually, I want you to read the whole thing. I want you to read the whole thing in like a broken like Creole accent. <laughs> <laughs> My uncle has a really bad Creole accent. Oh, September 23rd, 2002. Shooting outside a beer oh, shop in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Awesome. Kills 45. Oh, that's fucking dope. Thank you. So read uh, that. Yeah, read it like The whole that. thing? Then we're going to have to read it in the regular accent because no one's going to understand depends. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no one dies. You can read it as funny as you'd like. Well, I would read it either way because this is a comedy podcast. I know. Okay. Alright, September 23rd, Wait, no, no, he does kill the guy, sorry. The guy dies. Go ahead. Oh, let me read it like someone died. September okay. 23rd, 2002. Shooting outside a beauty shop in Baton Rouge. Louisiana kills 45-year-old Hong M. Ballinger, the that shop manager. Yeah, Malvo hey, hey. Muhammad. Hold on, I'm no, not I, done yet. Malvo hey, Muhammad are charged <laughs> with capital <laughs> murder and armed no. robbery on October 31st when ballistics matched the Bushmaster 22223 rifle. And now September 26th, Wright Williams is injured at his grocery store in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah, we got to read that again because I can't. He died. Read it normal before your headphones die. Lower my headphones down. No. She said do it before they die. Oh, my headphones aren't going to die. These are plugged in, baby. These aren't going anywhere. Or your computer. Meredith is ready to be fucking done. She's not going to even do another episode ever with us. (coughs) I'm a glamour at this point. So I'm going to read this one because I am from, or I was born in Louisiana. Uh, So September 23rd, 2002, a shooting outside of a beauty shop in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, kills 45-year-old Hong M. Ballinger, the shop manager. Uh, Malvo. What? What'd you say? Oh, okay. Uh, Malvo and Muhammad are charged with capital murder and armed robbery on October 31st when ballistics match the Bushmaster 223 rifle. Now on September 26, 2002, Wright Williams is injured at his grocery store in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So it happened in the same place, in the same area, but this they guy didn't die. So I'm not being censored on my own podcast to do it in an accent that I want to do. Uh, it's all edited out but I am being censored by the other two hosts of this show and I don't appreciate it and now that's out there and I'm not editing I ain't editing nothing out of this one we're not sorry I'm telling you we're doing it for the greater good of the people are you because I'm funny well, all right, y'all. That covers this episode of the Chillin' Truth Podcast, and you can follow me on Instagram that is at a Terrible the Ending. Dead. No, no, that is a terrible ending. No. What? No, it's a terrible ending. The accent or the ending? A little bit of both. I don't think you should go out on that note. Both. All right. Well, I am being censored, though. It's edited out, but I am being censored on the podcast. You edit us. I feel like we're censored. You more are than saying you are. that I'm being offensive, and I think I'm being funny. I don't think you're being offensive. Uh, offensive. I just think it's a terrible ending to this episode. I don't think episode. we said offensive. I feel yeah, it's censored. Just a ending to this I episode. feel oppressed. I'm going to HR, which is me, so <laughs> I'm writing my own report. <laughs> and you both are fucked. <laughs> Alright? Have you looked at the time clock yet? Yes. No. Okay. What is it at? Hour oh my half. god. My computer's on 9%, so I gotta do this outro quickly.
Yeah, do it right. Okay. All right. Uh, so we'll that covers this episode of the Chilling Truth. Um, no, 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 no. September, September twenty sixth. Like you. Need I to read that read one already. In the accent. No, you didn't. You read it with that if, stupid it, accent. Hey, if you were able First to. First off, it's not if stupid. If you were able to edit it without it sounding fucking ridiculous and choppy, then go ahead. But Fine, I'll not, read it again. Okay. So September 26, 2002, Rot Williams is injured at his grocery store in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So it happened in the same place. <laughs> he just <laughs> fell out of his chair because he's so sick of my accents. But. I'm keeping it. It's staying in there. I'm not editing it out because I'm tired of being censored by you guys and I'm sick of being oppressed by my hosts that are on the show with me. So Johnny's getting up now. His sunglasses fell off. That cl- that ends this episode. I think that's ending on a good note. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at how the dads chill. You can follow Johnny on Instagram at Johnny Two Jokes. He'll check it when he goes to the uh, uh, internet cafe. And uh, you can follow Meredith at Mother of Turtles 2. Follow the show at uh, the Chilling Truth Podcast. Go check out our website. The link is in my bio and the podcast bio. We got some stickers on there for free. Just send us a DM, and all you have to do is go leave us a review on iTunes, and we will appreciate that. And that's it, and we'll catch you guys on the flippity flip, and uh, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. Later.